Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday to help get you ready for that weekend because we know that weekends are tough. Suddenly, uh, you know, the weekend and the weekend comes and we have a little bit more free time and a little more idle time. And as they say, idle time is the devil's workshop. It's the time when we start to get the disease of wellness. You know, we, we get here. We have hit our knees. We have hit our bottom. We have no place to go but up. And then we reach a period of time where we hit that wall and we start getting the ideas that somehow I'm better. I didn't come here, you know, to do all of the work. I did enough work. And we get these ideas that somehow we'd be better off if we just went home. But, you know, we know that this the treatment is uh, a lot like the lottery. You know, you've got to be in it to win it. And so many of you guys have taken those shortcuts. And so many of you guys have cut short the work that you came to do because you were satisfied with enough. So many of you guys come to St. Christopher's Inn and you say, I've done more work here than I've done in any other program I've been in. So you have no barometer, no measure to know how much is enough. You just know that you've done more than you've done anyplace else. So you think, perhaps, maybe I've done enough. But the reality is, gentlemen, our hope for you is that you come here with this attitude. I'm not here to do some of the work. I'm not here to do most of the work. I'm here to do all of the work so that I can ensure that I don't have to come back, as lovely as this place may be, I don't have to come back to a place like this except to visit. And, you know, on that note, you know, do you ever wonder? You know, so many of you guys have been here and have seen our alumni come back. Have you noticed that we have alumni come back? I mean, how many other treatment programs have you guys gone back to visit? But there's something special about this place. There's something lasting about this place. And for some reason... Our alumni show up virtually every week to give back to you for their own spiritual rejuvenation. See, I do believe that St. Christopher's Inn is a spiritual dumping ground. I believe that we have been taking your spiritual garbage for 105 years now. And nobody has ever let me in on the secret as to where this dump may be. But I know that it seems to be endless because we're always looking for more. We believe in you. If you are sitting in that seat right now, I can tell you this. We believe in you. We believe in your capacity to change. We believe in your ability to have a life beyond your wildest dreams. And that comes with sobriety. Oh, yeah. You all were suckers. Right? When you think about it. Right? Michael, we were talking about that today, weren't we? You guys were sold a bill of goods with drugs, weren't you? Take me. Feel good. Take more. Feel better. Take even more. Where's my money? Take a little more. Where's my family? Take a little more. Where's my job? Take a little more. Where's my freedom? Yeah, you guys were suckers. You guys were slaves. We know that if you buy what we have to sell here, that the life beyond your wildest dreams 
is in fact possible and we have our alumni that come back and let you know that that is true. You don't, you don't see many drug addicts coming back and saying, dude, I have the life beyond my wildest dreams. I'm in a motel room every day shooting up. Yeah, no, because in 2013 and just in the Hudson Valley, we had 78 overdoses. I believe we were on track to break that in 2014. The numbers aren't out yet. And too many of you sitting in this room know someone who has, who has died from this disease. Don't tell me about the life beyond your wildest dreams being possible, being attainable by using drugs. But it is. It is in recovery. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys today, what is the message? And uh, it does happen to be something that I was thinking about earlier, talking about earlier, and it's, it goes like this. In order to reach the other side of the ocean, you have to let go of the shore. In order to reach the other side of the ocean, you have to let go of the shore. Now, you know, the vast majority of you guys learned how to swim. Can you think back? Can you think back to whether you learned how to swim or whether you learned how to ride a bike and how you went about it? And if you have kids and they've learned to swim or ride a bike, how they've gone about it? It all, it's all the same story, isn't it? I don't want to let go. I'm afraid to let go. I'm riding a bike. Daddy, don't let me go. Right? And we are hesitant and we hold on. And then, and then we have that experience of letting go for the first time. Flailing a little bit, but keeping yourselves above the water. Swimming to that parent and actually doing it. Can you conjure up the feeling that you had the first time you were successful riding a bike? Can you conjure up the feeling you had the first time you let go of that side of the pool and found yourself swimming? Can you picture it, the exhilaration, the excitement, the accomplishment, all because you were willing to let go? So you say, Dave, what does that have to do with recovery? How do you come into treatment? Oh yeah, you've hit bottom. But somehow you come into treatment and enter into recovery with all these preconceived notions. I'm going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm holding on to that. I'm going to do some of the work. I'll do most of the work, but I'll be damned if I'm letting go and doing it all. And what we find is the more that we hold on, the more we re-experience failure. And the more we talk about that life beyond your wildest dreams being associated with sobriety, you start to find that you start to believe that that's meant for somebody else. That dream is meant for each and every one of you. This is not, you know, you know, unlike the lottery where you get one winner, one guy wins the grand prize, two people share the mega billion dollar jackpot. Recovery is something that you are in control of. Recovery is something that each of you has the capacity to attain. But the more we hold on, and the more we hold on to our defenses, and the more we dare people to try to get stuff out of me. You guys are funny. You go into, you go into treatment and you go, I don't trust people. I don't trust people. I'm not talking in a group. I don't trust people. And then I say, well, what's your drug of choice? Heroin. Huh. Let's think about that for a moment, shall we? 
Because you went when you went down to the GNC to purchase your heroin. Oh, wait. They don't sell heroin in GNC? You buy it on a corner. Okay, you buy it on a corner. So when you buy it from the salesperson standing on the corner, salesperson? No. Drug dealer. Okay. So you, when you buy it from the drug dealer and he hands you that package, what do the ingredients say? Wait, there are no ingredients? Oh. Does it, does it, what does what the warning label on the side of the package say? Does it say things like, please make sure you don't, this is too pure, this will kill you? Does it say that? No, it doesn't. And then so when you go and you give a drug dealer money, risk your freedom by being caught by the police, and many of you have been, you were willing to trust what was in that bag that it wasn't going to kill you. You took your life into your own hands. We're seeing people drop dead every day with blue bag heroin, Taliban, all of this stuff. There's where you're willing to put your trust. But then you come into a treatment program where you can actually get better. And you say, oh, no, no, i got trust issues. No, 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 no. You don't have trust issues, gentlemen. You pick and choose where you want to trust. And in order to get that life beyond your wildest dreams, we have to be willing to let go. And the good news and the empowering news and the encouraging news about this process of letting go of that old life Letting go of all of those consequences. Working towards forgiving yourself. Working towards forgiving your others. Gentlemen, what is good and empowering and encouraging is that you all have the capacity to do that. We don't look at you and say, oh yeah, you've got what it takes, but you don't. Who has ever heard from a counselor, a staff member, a a friar, a sister, you know, you can't do this. You can't make this. You're incapable. Has anybody ever heard that message? Because it's not true. It's a funny thing, the relationship between how much we want something and how much we're willing to do to get it. If you're willing to let go of the shore, you have the capacity to reach the other side of the ocean. If you're willing to learn how to forgive yourself, if you're willing to learn how to like yourself and ultimately love yourself, if you're willing to allow yourself to trust and be vulnerable in treatment the way you were willing to trust and be vulnerable in the lifestyle of use, that life beyond your wildest dreams is attainable. In order to reach the other side of the ocean, in order to reach my goals in recovery, I've got to let go. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! My God! There was this cow, and uh, she was in the meadow, and it was a very hot summer day, hot, humid, you know, real thick day, and she was in the meadow grazing, and her face was covered with flies, and the flies were getting in her eyes and her ears and her mouth, and she was just miserable. She was whining, and, oh, these flies are so terrible. I can't take this life anymore. It's miserable. And finally, she decides to pray, and she says, God, could you please get these flies off my face? And God says, uh, excuse me, Elsie, what's that thing hanging down uh, from your rear end? She says, it's my tail. God says, 
guess what? It's exactly long enough to reach your face. It's got a little brush on the end of it. And I put it there from before you were born because I knew you were going to have this problem. So I already gave you what you need to get the flies off your face. So do it yourself. <clears throat> Recovery is not only about looking at character defects, huh? The only reason that we look at the character defects first is because the character defects are blocking, covering, preventing us from seeing the gifts and the value and the treasure that lies un right underneath the mess that we've made by our, by our ill-advised choices in whatever way, shape, or form. So the reason that we focus on character defects is because just because we want to try to push them out of the way so we can discover the gifts and the strengths that we already have and that we just haven't been using because we didn't either, either, either didn't realize we had them or we didn't have confidence in them or for whatever reason this poor cow didn't have confidence that she could do the job herself to get the flies off her face so don't get bogged down in, in, in beating yourself up about the character defects the only reason you're looking at them is to try to push them aside so that you can discover your gifts and your strengths, huh? That's where your recovery is. Your recovery is in your gifts and your strengths, and those are right underneath your character defects and that little bit of a mess that you made out of your life so far. So do the digging. Move the character defects aside, and you'll discover what's in there that you're going to be able to use to, to, to develop this life that's beyond your wildest dreams that David was talking about, okay? Do the work. Move that garbage aside and let these these beautiful strengths and gifts that you have bubble up to the surface okay have a good thank weekend, you michael guys. and what happens what happens when you use those tools that are in you what happens when you work through those character defects what how does the world look differently to you we find that that chip on our shoulder is gone we see angry men learn how to smile you know, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies, but it reminds me of a movie, an old movie. I think it's called They Live. Anybody familiar with that movie? Okay, starring? Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy the wrestler, right? And in this movie, and it really speaks to what Michael is saying, and in this movie, there are a bunch of aliens living on Earth and looking to take over the Earth, right? And nobody could tell because they all look like humans. But Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, finds this pair of glasses. And when he puts on this pair of glasses, he's able to see who's an alien and who's not. Do you understand, gentlemen, that the life you have led has caused you to look at the world in a certain way? So we tell ourselves things like, I can't trust. And we tell ourselves things like recovery is for other people. We tell ourselves because of our past failures and transgressions and consequences that we don't deserve that life that we're talking about. But there are people all around you that have gotten it. There are people who have put, on, who have put on those glasses and have gotten the taste of what life can be like, how different it can be, what a life beyond your wildest dream means. Okay, it is possible for all of you. And gentlemen, when you are willing to let go, when you're willing to move that spiritual garbage in order to see through a different set of eyes, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. And we have the good fortune here
at St. Christopher's Inn to see miracles happen here every day. And at this time we ask that if you've experienced a miracle, something just in the last week, if something happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did happen, we'd ask that you take a moment to share that miracle. It might not just feel good to be able to say, I've, I've experienced one, but there might be somebody in this room who's thinking of leaving. And your miracle may be of service to them and keeping them around. So I ask at this time, is there anyone here who's experienced a miracle that would be willing to share it? Yeah. I'm Brian F. from Track 9. Uh, my miracle is when I came here, you know, I was, you talk about forgiving ourselves, and I was racked with shame and guilt and things I thought I would never be able to forgive myself for. And um, through going to confession with Father Bob on Wednesday, um, I was able to forgive myself, you know. He broke it down to me, like, you know, if God, my Creator, can forgive me, then who am I not to forgive myself, you know. And I have forgiven myself for things that I thought I never would, and uh, it feels like the weight of the world is off my shoulders right now. Okay. And it's a miracle for me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, come on. Work your way over. I'm Dominic S. from Track 6, and I just got here three days ago, and my miracle was getting here staying out of jail and actually having the choice of doing a program and making it back to meetings and my group and my sponsor and my family. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't come here. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm uh, Thomas C., track three. Um, when I came in here, I was a broken, depressed person, and I just I did not see myself coming through to the end here. And uh, my father just had a heart attack last night. And normally, the way I would act is I would just snap, want to leave, and just get out of here, you know? And I've been praying this whole time for his health. And immediately what came into my mind was to that God hates me and all this stuff. And I sat back for a second and just talked to him. <laughs> And asked him why, and then it just suddenly came to me that he actually answered my prayer. He s sent my father a message, and in turn got him able to be, you know, to have surgery so that he can live longer. You know, so really my prayer has been answered, and the way I have internalized everything and moved on from the person I was when I walked in this door is a miracle in itself because I would be I would not be able to be here and it's all in debt to this place they have they're changing me by the day and I just got to wait and see what else is in store thank, thank you. you anyone else yeah Jason F track 11 uh my miracle is somebody very dear to me just went into detox today and is getting the help that I'm getting and I'm very very happy and feel blessed that that person made the choice to save their life. That's my miracle. Thank you. Hi, I'm James M. Track 5. Um, unfortunately, I just went to my father's funeral um, last Tuesday, and um, I was able to reunite with some family who I haven't um, had in my life since I was 12 years old, um, just through, 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 through just a rough life. And um, they saw me the way I was, and, and they, they, they uh, want to be back in my life again. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Going once. Going twice. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. 
At this time, we ask that if there's anyone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, that you take a moment to recognize them. Maybe they helped you get an assignment done. Maybe they helped you after you got a tough phone call home or helped you get through a tough group. Um, we ask that you know you take a moment to recognize them and you know in doing so, keeping a couple of things in mind. One, um, when we give encouragement, we say praise is different than encouragement. Um, praise has a tendency to stop a thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets someone know just how their efforts have been helpful to me. And the other thing about encouragement is uh, that we ask that you do is to try to recognize one or two people as opposed to the, I want to thank the whole community um, because it's more personal and powerful that way. So, uh, yeah. James, um, since you've come in here, uh, I've watched you, you know, develop into the person you are right now. You've put a lot of work in. And uh, with my situation, the way uh, it, things have been going and what you went through, and uh, just watching how you were able to handle it and go through it has given me the strength and the courage to handle it my way and see that there's there's other things, you know. And uh, I just want to thank you, and I want you to just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because you're, you're only going up from here. Thank you. Yeah. Dwayne S. Track 11. I want to encourage Christopher S. Track 8. From knowing you since our our last program, you you've consistently and constantly just gone from good to better and better and better and better. And seeing you grow and mature into the man that I know you can be, and you you just you inspire me. I you're you're a true friend, and I hope you you carry that because you're leaving soon. I hope you carry that to to your next endeavor. How many good friends did you have when you were out there, Christopher? None. Okay. Life beyond our wildest dreams, and what does it mean? Today, I don't have to look at somebody as either who's going to get off, get on my back or as a mark for me to take advantage of. I can have true friendships in recovery. Uh, Joseph M., I'd like to encourage you because I saw how you fought for your recovery, and I know where you come from. Um, and it it's just encouraged me so much to actually want to do the next right thing and actually want to fight for this because this is our life. And the, I saw what you've been journaling, and it's it's real powerful stuff, man. So thank you. Yes. Uh, Matthew, track 10. Uh, Joseph W. Mitchell. Mitchell's in here. Um, when I, I came here January 9th, sick with withdrawal, and I couldn't look at food and sleep was an option each day you guys came to me and you know offered anything you could do and it was for real you guys didn't want nothing in return and uh you know i didn't really get a chance to thank you guys but i really appreciate it how's that helped you um you know i uh from what i did to myself out there you know all the chemicals were coming out of me i really thought i you know I had some brain damage. I just didn't think I was going to get better. I thought that was as good as it was going to get. And like Joseph all the time would say, no, it's just you're just going through it. It's going to get better. And it did. You know, I waited and it did get better because I really, you know, I really thought I'd lost it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yes. Dominic L. I don't have a track yet. Um, I want to thank uh, Corey, Sal, and James in admissions for just totally 
being cool. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was scared coming in here, but you guys are just great, you know, right off the bat, just answering questions and just showing me around. And I'm going to be forever grateful for that. And, you know, first aid jitters, but, I mean, I feel like I'm at home. It's only my second day, but so thank you guys for that. How about that? How about that? Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Brian D. I'm from Track 7, and I'd like to encourage Chris from Track 7. Um, you know, they talk about willing to do the work and, you know, starting to share things and, uh, you know, trying to trying to grow from the things that we know and the things that we used to do. And uh, I believe you took a really big step today. And uh, he's very helpful, and he's in... You're very helpful, and, um, you know, you're an inspiration for me, and, and I, I think that uh, today was a big step for you, and uh, I'm, really I'm really glad that uh, you're moving forward, you know. So, so let them know just exactly. Now, what does that do for you? For me, it let me know that uh, I need to let, let some of the things, you know, that I, I, I've been holding in and, and thinking that I can't share, to be able to, to, be able to do that. To, to be able to share and be able to walk forward and rather than, you know, put it back, you know, stick it back, back down in my gut. And uh, I, I could tell that uh, it's helping you already. And uh, I just want to let you know that you inspired me to, to, uh, to do the work, you know, to, to keep doing the work. It's, it's never going to end. And I know that if I want to grow, well, I got to be willing and, and willing to, you know, to go through some of these, the hard, hard stuff, you know. So thank you, Chris. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, and, and really, you know, what is this, this process of encouragement like? What is it about, you know, when we talk about the origins of AA, Bill W., Dr. Bob, you know, what do they say? One alcoholic helping another. And when you make the effort to share something, to be of service to someone else, you're not just helping them. It comes back to you. It feels good. And, and before I shut this thing down, you know, I wanna, I, I'm also moved by something that Michael is oftentimes want to say. And that so many of you guys, you know, so many of you guys think that you've been dealt a bad hand in life. And so many of you guys have this notion that your life is like stud poker. You've got to play the hand that you're dealt. And Michael... Michael, as wise as he is, reminds us all that this is not stud poker. This is draw. And that when you come here, when he talks about getting rid of those defenses, pushing them out of the way, working through them, he's letting you know that you have the ability to throw some of these cards back and start again. And isn't that what you're doing here? Isn't that what we mean by rehabilitation? We're not letting go all the cards. There's still you in there, but you get to replace them with some new cards. That's what sobriety offers. That's what that life beyond your wildest dream. Those cards are waiting to come for you. Okay? And if all you ever do is choose to play the hand you're dealt, then you're not going to change. You're not going to try out new behaviors. You're just going to stay the same. And with the, you know, we talk about the insanity of the disease. When we always do what we always did, we always get what we always got. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Think of this thing like draw poker. You have the ability to work on those issues, to give them up, to let them go, and replace them with something beautiful and new. So before I shut this thing down, I want to let people know that if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, you can go to our website, stchristophersinn.org. 
you can find information about you know news and events and happenings and the cardinal being here and our board of directors dinner you can find information on our that nothing be lost thrift shop and until next time we wish you peace serenity and sobriety.